Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to the Dr. King program. I wanted to take a moment out of the busy day, and I hope everybody had a day on, not a day off. Um, it, Dr. King has done so many great things for us as a people, but there are some questions as to some of the philosophies that he had especially in the beginning of his career. And so um, I wanted to talk about, take a minute to speak about what Dr. King taught and how I can see where we've ended up with these two Americas that we're always talking about. So I want to welcome you as the National Director of Operations 7, um, under Chief of Staff War and Chairman Yanga Nkrumah, as we have this conversation, and everybody that, if you've listened to one program, you've heard me talk speak before, and I love having conversations with my co-host, Mama Makita, you know, and we get together and we do Big Mama's House, and we do that once a month, but really, this particular topic was one of those where I was like, let's take a minute off schedule, off kilter, and, and really speak about the contribution that Dr. King and many others um, that have passed on to the ancestral realm have done to promote us in these two Americas and and to think about, is it enough? Have we followed up? Is there any more movement going on? You know, we need to be able to have some real conversations about where some of those actions led us um, and, and how to continue and improve from there. So for those that are able to take a moment out of their day, I greatly appreciate you joining us to join into the conversation if you wish. All you have to do is press 1. That lets us know that you like to speak. But first I'm going to bring in my dear Mama Makita so we can, you know, have some real conversations. What is this about, you know? What are we doing? How, how the day on slash day off was uh, and, and what we did in that time period. So let me see if I can grab her. Greetings. Welcome to the program. Greetings. Greetings. Love and light, family. How are you? Oh, you are good. You are good. Look, thank you for taking time off of your day on slash day off, Um, taking time out to speak to the masses about, you know, Dr. King and those ancestors that did the work in the civil rights and where we are now. So I appreciate you, number one, for doing that because, like I say, for some people, this is that day off. You know, I'm I'm just glad it's a holiday so I can be off without really understanding what off that is, you know, what, what sacrifices were made. And we need to keep pushing on it. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, it's an important day for families to get together and provide the knowledge, the knowledge of those yes. things that our children are not going to get in the regular traditional school setting. And now we're dealing yes. with all this non-traditional education and <laughs> it's coming with its own set of difficulties. And for those of us yes. that understand how education can be swayed one way or another to benefit those that are not melanated, you know, we can see right now how this is going to be an issue in the long run. Yeah. There are other schools in other areas 
And they're still in class at least two days a week with the necessary precautions. Here we are completely out, but you're still expecting the family to maintain their household. And we're expecting you to do this, do this, do this. And while while you're at it, go ahead and be an educator. You can do it. (laughs) But all the proper resources. You know? Correct. It's just so many things that our ancestors have done, and we're standing on their shoulders. I get thanks and praise. I know I am their wildest dream. But at the same time, look at some of these other dreams that are deferred. Yes. So what can we do collectively to improve that? Absolutely. And this is a nice way to do some reflecting as to what we can do collectively, what we can do per household, just different little things that we can do for solutions. Absolutely. And, you know, um, and we're going to get into the two Americas. We have to. We're going to get into Dr. King. But when it comes to this education piece, I can tell you I have not been up on my job. Um, at first, when COVID first hit, when kids first came home, I, I was revved up, mad, asking a whole bunch of questions, following up with school, following up with teachers. and Boy, now we've been in this thing. You know, I don't know if many people realize this, but March makes a year. You know, March makes a year of some of these kids ain't been in school at all. You know, March marks a year of of staying inside and work not being a regular understanding. You know, and so as we're we're turning a quarter into a year, that's a, such a dangerous place because it only takes 21 days to make a habit after a year. We we have gone into the sunken place, you know what I'm saying? We're all the way down, um, not focused, not asking, not putting as priority. And, and a lot of these kids are getting kind of lost in the middle of it. And so, you know, um, our schools were already suffering. Our schools were already um, low performing. Our, our students were already kind of, comfortable wherever they were and then we've given them a whole year break a year so you know this is really really going to be a challenge and the challenge is going to the answer is going to be what are you willing to do yourself you know because continuing to wait on the school systems and continuing to wait on this that and the other is has not gotten us far enough so um yeah, and well, everyone's not an educator. Everyone's not well, an educator. They they and how about this? <laughs> and there may be one or two topics I can handle, but don't ask me certain questions. I'm like, you know, my talent for world history. I'm like, really now? And so, you know, it, it really is it, not just I'm not an educator, I don't have time or patience. I left out, I mean, I'm going into 50 this year. It's been quite some time since I've done high school math. I'm not really excited about it, you know. And the teenager's not really excited about it. So we have two unmotivated <laughs> individuals. <laughs> X plus Y is not equaling nothing over here, okay. So, you know, we have mm-hmm. to really start pushing and get re revved up, refired up, because where we are now is in a very dangerous place where we are going to end up losing an entire year and have different understandings as to what this means, what education means. 
um, what education mm-hmm. in our communities mean. And and so we're we're getting to these points, you know, and we can talk about you and I being essential workers and we can talk about all that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy. But, you know, speaking about the topic, Dr. King and these two Americans, I'm not talking about North America and South America family, okay? First off, I'm not talking about those Americas. I'm talking about the two Americas that we live in right here in the U.S. of A, okay? Um, The two Americas where we have Black Lives Matter protests or riots or whatever you want to call them, and they're handled one way, and then we have Proud Boys over here storming the Capitol in the way that it's handled over there, okay? Them is the okay. them two Americas, okay? Same building. You know, not even the same actions because a lot of those protests, and, and you know, um, Sister Makita, Mom Makita, that we, we watch those protests. You know, we have millennials in the organization that we have to keep track of. We have people in the organization, in the formation, that um, are very active on the front line, and we pay a lot of attention to what's going on on the front line, how things are being handled, safety first. You know, we go through all that. And what we saw, how our people, our, our beautiful melanated people, our young people got handled as opposed to the Proud Boys is unacceptable. The contrast is is disrespectful. And we have to talk about these two Americas that exist at the same time and place. How is that possible? You almost, you wish it was a dream. You know, you kind of wish like, okay, you know what, I'm overthinking, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. There's no way that happened. But it did. <laughs> so we have to educate our children. We have to prepare our children. You know, and the fear is for boys and girls. We have to prepare. Yes. Because we don't know what tomorrow yes. may hold for them. And then we have so much idle time with the children because of the education system right now. Um, I mean, I'm really that woman that's going to pop up and look like, okay, what you doing? Show me this, show me that. But I'm not exactly. with those children all the time because my girls are grown. You know, but when I do get around them, I'm asking questions. Show me this. Remember this. If you don't this, do this part, you will be left back. <laughs> you know? Right. It, it's Absolutely. a picture there. A whole Everyone? So we Absolutely. have to look at all of these different things and what's going on. My only, my oldest grandbaby, she said to me, she was talking about doomsday. And I'm like, okay. So I want to hear her <laughs> little thing. And okay. She's like, yes. Yeah. They said we only have seven years, and with everything that's going on in the world, I think it is true. I said, so that's why you're not doing your homework? I just want to know. That's your reason? You know, that's a really good reason. But let me tell you as a spiritualist, baby, you're going to be here a little bit longer. So I'm going to need you to do your homework. That was a conversation just 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> no, you uh, still do your homework. You still do what you have to oh do. My and understand yeah. that <laughs> there you have bigger things. You know, you 
listen, we got all the stuff we have to do. But if that, you have this item and you have the kids mm-hmm. being spoon fed all this stuff through social media, through YouTube, mm-hmm. Lord, you know, again and yeah. again and again, and there's no balance. They don't have these conversations with the elders. They don't have this knowledge. They don't have the prayer. They don't have this. You don't have this balance. Then these kids are world thinking like, well, why should I do this if this is, if nothing is going to matter? Wow. Wow. Okay. I've heard the zombie yeah. um, conspiracy theory. Everyone will take the COVID vaccine and turn into zombies and everything else like that. But I hadn't related it to homework. You know, I hadn't gotten that related to that that's some thinking right there, you know. We she needs some advanced classes at this point because she is on it, all right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is thinking. Lord have mercy. But guess what? They're always thinking. That's the problem. And if we continue to allow such the differences between the two Americas to exist, then they start to think that this is a norm. You know, and it becomes a really dangerous situation. I wish, and we we've spoken about this many times, that the way they handled those Proud Boys was the way that all protesters got handled. Okay, um, now I don't think it's right to storm the Capitol, to bust in, sit around, and play around with the desk, and that was really just a, an idle waste of time. And it. Whoever organized that and put that together should be extremely disappointed with themselves and their outcome because I really don't see where they accomplish anything except to show the incredible white privilege that exists in America. But what we have to do is, is, is show our children, you know, look, the way they did this and they say this is policy, when you see them discriminating, because at this point it's discrimination, when you see them discriminating, you should be able to point that out and, and, and have a say about that. You know, my son, and I take care of the car, the tags are current, the insurance is current, uh, it's not low to the ground, the tent can't be too dark, i got to ride around with the seatbelt on. I mean, I, it is ridiculous. Pulled over two and three times a week for driving around his neighborhood. In, in, in a legal car, doing legal things like driving back and forth to his house to his job. That's it. He don't go interstate. He don't do none of that, okay? But in the America that he lives in, the America that I live in, because the car is legal, he is legal, the street is legal, He he's not driving at 3 o'clock in the morning, even though he should be able to if he wanted to, he should be fine as long as he's staying in the speed limit and obeying the laws of the road. But yet, in the other America that he's existing in right now, he's getting pulled over. They're doing stop and frisk in cars now because they're not calling in the license. They're not calling in the tags. I need to search your car. And I'm like, son, you don't have to submit to a search. They're searching the car for nothing. There's nothing in it. There's never anything in it. And, you know, my question is what happens when they plant something in it? What happens when it's someone that's determined to catch this one one African-American male, you know? So he's existing in two places at once. 
and it's not working. It's not working. And it's hard to impossible to follow the rules of two Americas at one time. So what happens is that our children and us as humans are overburdened with having to exist in both Americas. I'm overburdened. I get stopped there. I should be able to drive my legal car wherever I legally feel like driving it to. But because of because I'm African American, because I rock my locks, because I blast my music because I feel like it, I, I run the risk of getting stopped, getting questioned, and getting everything. You know, I, I wonder, as Dr. King did all of this work, and many other ancestors, you know, we, we say his name because America has made him almost the face of this movement, but it's like, you know, was that ever the point? Were we ever trying to be integrated? And now that we are, can we un- can we segregate again? You know, what what? How can we just get to one America where all of the rules apply the same? And or how can we separate ourselves to where we don't have to deal with their America? We're only in our side. And you know, I. I hate to think about ideas like this. This is not cool to me. I don't want to have to say one or the other because my ancestors died on this soil for me to have access to either one. So why are we constantly having to choose between being black and being safe? You know, this stuff doesn't wash off choice. So that means my safety is always in jeopardy? You said a mouthful. You said a mouthful. And yeah, you're. It, it's like, where, where do we start? You know, well, okay. um, <laughs> you know, just as you mentioned last, our people made sacrifices. We stand on their shoulders. We are their wildest streams. So, you know, we do have some, some rights here. Yes, you know, some things do. that this country owes us. But at the same time, let's look into these dual citizenships that are being offered in various African countries. Okay. Let's look into these things and make sure that we're set up. Let's make sure your passport is in order. Now, my license got messed up one time, but my passport, <laughs> that was <laughs> ready. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave. I'll make sure there's nothing else that is right. So that's part of what we should implement within our families to make sure people have the proper documentation. So if they choose to leave, they can leave. Mm-hmm. You know, well, while we are here, it is going to take those that see these injustices going on that are in a position of authority. You know, I did a little thing mm-hmm. quote with that. <laughs> um, to yeah, yeah, something. yeah. Yeah. And to do and, something, you know, say something and do something. Absolutely, and and so you know, this, this is part That's of the problem. Yeah, say something, do something. I'm thinking about that situation, even with you. You know, we're two African American women having this conversation, 
And that situation with you in your car where someone was being a little overly aggressive with you in the car. And I'm like, I wondered would that same situation have occurred if um, if you were white? You know, would that situation have occurred if you were male? You know what I'm saying? And so when it comes to having to be overly cautious, overly safe, you know, it is very, very difficult to do that. And and these two Americas get bothered. They It gets heavy. It becomes a burden. It's definitely a cross to bear, you know. And, um, you know, we're always, I speak about being African-American. Why? Because I do own rights, part, partial rights to this country. This country is a melting pot, you know, so don't have people over here thinking that, that you over here on borrowed time and, and no, 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 no. I have full rights to be here. That's why American is at the bottom of African. You know, African is where the majority of my people hail from, and I say majority, not all. And African is I own parts of this. So I'm not going to be made to feel less than part of, you know, uh, uh, a my, they say minority. That should mean there's, you know, there's less there's more others than me, but that shouldn't mean that I get less treatment, you know. And so we, you know, we have to go back to these basic human rights. And when we were talking, when we speak about civil rights, human rights, this whole movement and demand for rights, you know, we're, we're speaking about the African-American struggle that has been since we first got here and, and our need to demand this and to review and look at more demands. You know, we can't even say get comfortable with what we demanded 10 years ago. We need to look at our demands now. Who would have thought that education would be a demand now? But it definitely is. So these demands, everything we're doing has to be increased, you know? This is true. This is true. People have to keep attention. You know, the schools are supposed to have resources. Like, you're you're funneling extra SNAP benefits to people. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. That's nice. Okay. Well, we yeah. have these extra resources and tutors. Not just yeah. uh, for the pit crash course, because okay. I, you know, the math I did was the point two math, and this stuff they're doing right now, this alien version, I don't know. And don't ask me to do it, because I'm going to do it the way I know how to do okay. it, where I get the answer in 10 seconds, not in 3 minutes and, and 45 seconds. I'm not doing it. I'm just not. <laughs> not. <laughs> you know, and I thought yeah. I did pretty well. <laughs> you know, yeah. but what yeah. they're doing now, and I'm like, are, are you trying to cause extra confusion? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, <laughs> I, I've been good at it. I've been good for so long until this new math came about, and I said, you know what? This isn't my job. This is not my lane. I'm gonna need somebody to come over here and handle this. You know, and I know I'm not the only one. You know, I'm good on my stuff, but I'm not the only one. Um, Mom Makita, we have a caller that would like to join us, and I, I'm looking forward to this because I want to go into uh, really understanding this whole Dr. King situation, okay? Greetings, welcome to the program. Greetings, welcome to the program. Greetings. All power cell, oppressed people, ask and power to ask for people and black power. Peace. That's hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Can, can you hear me clearly? Uh, you're a little low. 
Okay. How's that? Still a little Okay, I think it. I got let you now. Okay, let me try this way. How's this? Much better. Okay. Better. Let's do it that way then. All right. Interesting. Very interesting conversation. Um. Awesome. Awesome. So, I know, Chairman, that you've done I, some um, speaking on Dr. King. That's right. Now, my phone. How's this coming? I am so sorry. I'm having technical difficulties. Is this good? Okay. Yes. All right. I, I was saying so that. The whole, that so the speaking. whole <clears throat> two worlds, <laughs> white America, black America, I love it. Um, uh-huh. You know, if at no other time if it's been obvious, it is obvious now. The question is not, and I was listening to you ladies, and I think you were bringing up some, you know, making, bringing clarity. If there wasn't clarity before or, you know, um, stating some facts. Now it's time to ask Black America, what are you going to do? Not something needs to be done. What are you specifically going to do, willing to do, capable of doing, and just have the all-out understanding that it's time to do that particular thing that you say you've been contributing to the struggle? It's time to intensify the struggle. Here it is. We don't have a dog in that damn fight. It is a case of white people throwing a tantrum about a 200, 175-year-old institution that they implemented, that they said that they would govern themselves by. And when one doesn't agree with the process that they said that they would do their form of democracy, another Mm -hmm. part of them threw a tantrum. We don't have a dog in that fight. What it reemphasized to me and what I would hope to black nationalism is the form capitalism is the form of slavery, excuse me, the way that we're forced to be American citizens. After slavery, any person that is truly given the choice of freedom are given three options. One of those options is after being being uh, liberated or freed, as they say, one of the options should be to return to your place of origin. Another option would be to go off and establish your own society in your own way of existence. Then the third option would be, should you so choose, to join our society, the society that enslaved you. At no at no time were we given that option. At no time we were allegedly freed from physical bondage, thrown into educated, put into their institutions, forced to comply, adhere to this society, its rules, its regulations, and we don't know what the hell is going on. And now so we see them acting up and acting out. Black Americans should be thinking in the terms of, and I strongly say we should, and I'm one of those people who don't like to tell people what they should do, um, thinking in the terms of how can we inoculate ourselves from this mess because Babylon is falling. There has been no black leader that has not told us that Babylon will fall. A lot of our black leaders use base spiritual language. So David, Elijah Muhammad, uh, uh, Noble Drew Ali, all the way down to Bob Marley. Everybody speaks of the fall of great Babylon. And we pretend that we don't see it. And we still try to uh, put ourselves with her, tie ourselves with her, save her Mm -hmm. in her flailing flailing hours. She's on her last legs. It's a wrap. But, Chairman. And the unfortunate part about this is, in in, in my conclusion, is that Mm -hmm. white people, they're not sensible at times. 
So when the system begins to fail them, or maybe they are sensible, they don't readily kill one another. To show their displeasure with the system, they take it out on unsuspected, unwilling, unwitted, you know what I'm saying, participants, especially mm-hmm. black participants in the so-called uh, government, man. People that don't even have a bone to pick with them. They do roof dealings. They go into churches. They go to schools. Mm-hmm. People who have said that we're trying our best to be American citizens, to totally fit in. And these extremists or these white people come out and they begin to kill them. You know, so my whole thing is this, that now is the time to step up our, step up our efforts or whatever we were doing to make ourselves strong, independent, self-determinist people, take it to phase 10. And just and just implement it. Just do it. It's just that simple. We just have to do it. Trying to figure it out uh, I drive you crazy. Mm. Well, you know, you said a lot of things there. Uh, one of the things you said is, you know, that we should be thinking about trying to separate ourselves from this sinking ship. But the problem is we fought to get on the ship, you know. And this is where we come back to the question of Dr. King and those whole ideas of integration. We fought and demanded to get on this ship. We 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 hijacked the ship. We held our no no. That's what we did. That is what we did. Now whether we should have done it, whether it was successful, whether we can question all of that. But what we can't question is that we did ask to get on this ship. We asked to get treated equal. We asked to be part of their program. We asked to send no. our children to their schools. We did. I disagree. It's documented. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, I mean, to the, you know, the conqueror rights history. I don't think we were asking Absolutely. any of that. I think we were saying that you brought us here. There's a response. We want to be recognized, even if it's by your corrupt system, even if it's by the worst system in the world to us. We have to be recognized because non-recognition means you will do anything to us. And the only system that existed for us at that time was this one. The only system we could find with competence in. The only system we could find any form of what we thought would be justice. We want to be recognized as citizens because without those, without any rights, we were less than we were beasts. So it wasn't a matter of being equal. It wasn't a matter of being. um, To me, I think that history has been whitewashed. I think that that's an image. That is just like the image they do of Dr. King. I saw a post picture of Dr. King. They got Dr. King light skin. He's lighter than Malcolm. Yes. On yes, some of these, yes. some of these got, retellings. I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah. So I, I, you, you know, when, when I see, years, when I study some of Dr. King, I see the signs out there. Know? They don't, they don't really show the signs when they had signs on saying, it didn't say give us a job. It didn't say treat us equal. It didn't say, uh, you know, stop beating us. It's what did it say? It, it, it said, I am a man. That's what it said. Wow. Wow. I am a man. Wow. I okay. am a man. Not feed me, yeah. not give me a job, not let yeah. me sit at your counters that y'all keep putting on over Correct. and over in, the, in, in our history. It said, I am a man. It said, if, yeah. I, if you're going to charge me the same wages, I refuse to go through a back door. Exactly. If you're gonna, exactly. if, 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 you know, that's what it's saying. It's saying, I am a man. I could care less about, you know, any of this stuff. I want to be treated like a man. And white people got mm-hmm. smart. They said, no, no, no. But they realized during the Montgomery bus boycotts, 
that Negro pennies add up. But Dr. King, and, 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 and I love Dr. King for all he did, he was not a black nationalist because a black nationalist would have said, hey, you know what, let's start our own bus bus company. Exactly, exactly. And, you know. <laughs> I mean, and there were places where they did that. So, you know, we, we have yeah. to talk about both sides of that. There were places that said, look, we'll bust our own selves. We're not worried about your system. We'll, we'll do this mm. ourselves. We'll be our own person. And back in the day, that was the only way you got something done is because we had to do it because they weren't allowing. They didn't just openly integrate. They just weren't like, sure, come on in and everything else like that. It was 100% a process on both sides. And so, yeah. yes, there were there were parts of us that said, yeah, I'm going to open up my own. In fact, um, I know there of one building in Macon, Georgia, it was the only place you could get gas that that black people could get gas in a fifty mile radius. I'm like, well, fifty miles. How long was that gas lasting? It's gonna take you how long okay. to get to the gas and get back from that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm right. like, you know, Tell I, you I you go to the gas station. I got a gas station every five or ten miles. I got three mm-hmm. or four on this exit alone. But that lets me know. Nothing was simple. Nothing was easy. Nothing was just given. And many times we did have to go and get our own and everything else like that. And so that that did that was a reality. But now that we're here, see, I think Mm -hmm. when we sit and we argue about integration versus segregation and everything else like that, especially when we're talking about past tense, you know, um, I think we miss the point that we're already here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're already yeah. intertwined. We already have our children registered at school to the point that if your child is not at school, you have to go and let the school board know that you are intentionally holding your school out, and you have to prove to the school board that, one, you are educating your child, and, two, that you are that you yourself are qualified. Now, you don't have to be qualified to make the baby, but you got to be qualified to teach your own child. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they real, we are in the system. And so we live yes. in that system to where we are a productive part of society. But then we also live in their system where our, our jails are full of African-American men and now women. You know, where our, we have a constant, um, you know, we talk about the, the school-to-prison pipeline. They're not even waiting for school no more. They're grabbing these kids up. We got youth detention centers that are full yes. and everything else like that. And so they're not waiting for us anymore to even go to school. They're, they're saying, oh, we can grab them before they even get out of school. Well, and so you, they're constantly, well, you know, we're constantly says, in yes. a war. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tug of war. I mean, we're just we're just constantly in this tug of war where we mm-hmm. are in these two Americas. One that has made allowances well, for us, that's waiting for us to be productive citizens, and the other one where they're like, we are expecting you and your offspring to either be um, crazy so we can drug you, um, a criminal so we can throw you in jail, or um, you know, or we're going to harass you. If you even if you don't fit yeah. either one of those things, we are going to harass you until you do something that does add up to something crazy. So we're constantly, well, you, constantly in these dilemmas. Well, you, I mean, the show says it all. You, it's the two Americas. It, we just have yeah. to wake up 
and realize that there's two Americas and be able to begin to operate our America. They've already divided it for us. We're we're fighting this fight of still uh, seeking acceptance from them, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. You know, we still want their acceptance. We still want this melting pot, this all blended, you know, cool. I'm not even, I don't even like to do the Gullah Geechee like that, so I'm not even going to say Kumbaya. But we all want this big, uh, you know, hippie fest of just mixed stew of people. And it's not realistic. America wasn't founded on yeah. that. That's not how America operated, and it isn't how it's yeah. going to operate. The system isn't built like yeah. that. And since we yeah. know that there's two Americas, then it's time for us to, the problem with our America is we allow other people to run our America. Mm-hmm. And we can begin to run our America. It is possible. Mm-hmm. We've done it before. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, coming in and, um, coming in and looking for them, any other treatment that they give us, I just think it's just insanity. It Uh is just pure Uh insanity. And Uh if we look at, and I like, you know, like we said, we look at the Capitol, it just, it just reemphasizes, reiterates what they, how they are towards one another with all of that done still, you know, no, uh, I mean, it's like you said, it was one big frat party. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just yeah. mainly they 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 defecated and urinated all over. It was just one big, yeah. Yeah, I didn't Who see the national guard show that we, being we called were, out. Yeah. I, I didn't see yeah. the national guard. I didn't see the panic. I didn't see. Nah. I mean, because I nah. remember when the protests, the African American protests, were going on about the police brutality. I remember that president coming on and and belittling the mayors of those towns, saying that, you know, you can't control people, blah, blah, and really, really putting a lot of pressure on the mayors to, to really have more and have a harder stance. And a lot of the mayors, and I mean, in fact, all of the mayors were like, look, these are still our people. These are still our citizens. They have a right to say this and to say that. As long as it's peaceful, we don't mind them protesting and, and coming together and speaking. And a lot of the mayors, I remember this, um, pushing back on the president saying, hey, look, you know, we, we will let you know when this gets out of hand. Right now, everything has been peaceful, a few rioters here and there, but the majority of this has been a, pre- a peaceful expression, and they have that right. And so the very president was trying to do more and get more and even deployed um, armed forces himself to these cities. The mayors didn't call for that. And so now we turn around and we have this blatant, dangerous, aggressive force here, and we get from that same president, we love you. We love you. Go home. And I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. You arrested people. There was, in certain cities, if you got arrested as a protester, they could hold you indefinitely. There wasn't even time limits. So people were losing jobs. They were losing time off of work. They were, lo- they were spending time away from home. They were putting themselves up against the danger of the police guess, because they wanted to have a Yeah, I guess for me, I don't understand what black, like, I why, and I guess I don't know what, we expect, like, I hear, I've seen a little news, I hear, 
It's like every black person is stating the obvious. So I'm like, what are we, are we telling white America, I told you, see, here's a, I don't know what we're doing. Like, I've heard a lot of shows like we're having, and I, I don't know what we're saying, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're like stating soda, obvious. So I don't know if we're telling white America, aha, finally, you have to see it, you can't deny it, or we're talking to those people that, you know, didn't want to believe it. I don't know. I don't know what we expect, you know, for me, what we expected. Are we still in shock? Something from? Are we still in shock about it? What uh, we saying? No, Makita, no, what do you think? You awfully quiet. <laughs> I think Makita had to go handle some business real quick. Oh, okay. Um, but for, for me, 100% what it is, is me showing my young African-American male son, look, this is the way it's supposed to be done. That's what it is. I'm showing him the oh. way he's supposed to be treated. That's what I'm doing. Because as mm-hmm. an American, and that he is, as one who votes, who one who pays taxes, one who does this, I'm trying to show him you are allowed by the Constitution to express yourself, to protest, freedom of speech. You are allowed to do this. That's what you're allowed to do. But see, the, I have a problem because the other America is saying, you can do it under threat of your life, under tear gas, under mace. And he told me, Mom, I've been maced enough. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm staying home tonight, you know. And I'm sitting here like, this should not be in his vocabulary, you know. And so this is really kind of, that's my problem with this. That's my uh, beef with it. Well, I'm a, you know, my I'm going to be honest. I don't, that, you know, and I would never tell anybody how to teach their children. I don't know. I, I wouldn't probably... You know how I've been going at it with 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 Rude now is I never I always try to people who's like oh you're so pessimistic with them I never wanted them to buy into the illusion of inclusion I never wanted them to think or want them to think that they will ever be treated like white people they will never be there mm-hmm. like you said they're two Americas mm-hmm. there are two and Americas and uh, yeah. I don't getting treated like a white person. And being treated like a human are two different things in my book. So I don't know how white people really get treated because I'm not white. I can only observe how they, how I've seen. I'm not trying to be funny like what TV. You know, I don't. And that's not that's not all true. I work in mm. a, a I work with a population in a prison, and I can even see white privilege in a prison. And I'm like, you got to yes. be me. No, yes. no. White privilege exists everywhere, even in yes. a prison full of prisoners. There's still white privilege, and I said, "Wow, that stuff reaches high yes. and low." So um, I get it. I don't want him to be treated like a white person or expect that, because honestly, he will learn the obligations, responsibilities, and the benefits of being a black man. He will learn that. Mm-hmm. But so I don't ever want him to be anything but that, because he can't be anything but that. That is. That's his yeah. gift, it's his benefit, and his burden. At the same time, there is a matter of, and I, I hate to use this word, but the word is fair. You know, I, there, there, there's still a point where we have to understand what what's right is right, you know. And if I don't teach him that this is wrong, then how will he know to fight it? If I teach him, hey, this is what they're always going to do, he'll be like, okay, well, this is norm then. 
I don't want him to know that this is the norm. I want him to fight and 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 make sure that he gets his right. Fight. He has the right to be treated fair. I I you know I don't want to turn the the show in because it's such a great show. But rights for what? Fight for what? Fair to what? To be an American and not a black American? I mean, fight to be fair. This fair. country wasn't founded on fair. There's never going to be a fair for black people in America. Never. It wasn't founded on mm-hmm. fair for black people. The only thing black people can do to be successful is to begin to empower themselves, like other like other Absolutely. ethnic communities. No, no, you know, we... I, I, I really hope I mean, you I, stop I striving. Sitting and waiting for it. Sitting and waiting for it, we know, we, you and I know, sitting and waiting for it is not going to happen. Okay, you'll be waiting on Santa Claus to come down your chimney. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to sit and wait for it. We can't get that passive. They have never, ever done anything by quietly, patiently, nicely asking. That don't happen. Okay, so we're not disillusioned as to that. But um, we can let them know, though, this is what it's supposed to be. You know, I, I can't, I, I refuse just to sit back and be like, well, son, that's the way it is. You know, in fact, the last time he got pulled over, which was hours ago, and he was like, I didn't want to tell you because I know you get upset. I was like, but do you know why I get upset? Do you know that every time those lights come on for no reason? And guess what? They're not even longing this. You know, it's not like they're calling in. They're not saying, oh, stopping it. Back in the day, when they stopped the car, they had to call in and say, hey, I stopped this car, tag so-and-so at this place, at this place. Then they went up to the mm-hmm. car. They're not even doing that. They're doing basically stop and frisk. They're just doing it in car form now. You know what I'm saying? They're just stopping any car that, you know, may be tinted. You know, they stop all the yeah. black kids yeah. in white areas Both and white problems. kids in black right. areas. They're, they're, oh, my God. That is the word. Yes. They're profiling. They're, they're, they're profiling, but and, and that's what I'm saying. So why, you know. Because you have. How, that's why we just disagree. So what are you teaching him? You're, like they're going to profile him. He's, he's black you and you can teach him. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's that's how, how it is. Them? Huh? But how would you. Okay. If that is how it is. How do you teach them that that's wrong? You teach him. This is a kid's show, so I can't say F the police. You teach him F the police Correct. and that the police may kill you, so here's how you deal with it. ID, da-da-da-da, you do the da-da-da-da, you say all those things, and even then you still may be killed, but you do all you comply. But first and foremost, what I would fuss Solomon about, what he didn't do because of this uh-huh. fair stuff and I'm not doing anything and yada yada. You didn't call anyone when you're getting pulled over. He, I would advise he, he every black call. person to call someone. Oh, they Did have you call a network. Yes, they have a uh-huh. network because they get pulled over so often. It's him. He has exactly. a little buddy. Exactly. And it's <laughs> nothing they should be either. And if they get accustomed to getting pulled over, as often as they yeah. get accustomed to being pulled over, it should be just as often to be accustomed to picking up the phone. It has to be, we have to go back to a nature, a natural they thing. Do. Like the cat teaches its kittens that yeah. the dog is a natural enemy. We, yeah. I, I really feel that it's necessary. Yeah. We, and, and it's sad because we don't want to raise our children in one, an environment of fear and this and that. But until 
we begin to empower ourselves to separate ourselves because trying to include, trying to say how it should be only succeeds in us punking our children more. Our children to be more conscious of their blackness, more conscious mm-hmm. of their their uh, not fitting in, and they go to lengths not mm-hmm. to cause the white man to be intimidated. You know, this, mm-hmm. and, and, and let me say this, just about like I'm saying about these crackers that st- are white people that stormed the Capitol. Integrate, just imagine, thank God they didn't do President Obama like that, but they know better because Obama got a nine and he smoked Newports. You know what I'm saying? He keep a pit bull in the White House. Right? You know, they, they knew better. Run up on Obama if you want to. Big old shoes. Run up on Big O if you want to. Michelle might cap you. So, uh, Look, I, need I mean, to Mrs. Obama, excuse me. Michelle excuse me. I don't want to be so formal. Mrs. Obama. Um, but Sir, I, but, I know you're not just walking through my house like that. I, no, no. You're okay. right back around. I you know you've just been peeing my hallway. I know you did not. I know you did. Get yourself okay. one right on. Uh-uh. uh-uh. And my daughter's so running around. Man, please. President okay. Obama had a fit. And his daughter's up in there. <laughs> y'all, just see, y'all call him nigga. Y'all call him nigga. Y'all just, <laughs> I see Tyrone, Larry Jenkins. Okay. No offense to the Larry Jenkins out there. Uh, <laughs> but let me say, let me say this real quick. Um, so, just imagine us being completely into their system and we get in power and we win power and they disagree. That's them turning on their own and they're civil to one another. So even it just showed to me that even reformist policies and politics are not the answer for black people because they will still only let before they get physical, they still only accept so much. And unless you have, you know, uh, police and the National Guard backing you, and even then, from what I'm understanding, they're going to investigate into that because some of those people, where I'm at, one of the people that sit on uh, city council was spotted at the damn, uh, was spotted (laughs) at the uh, Trump protest, Trump riot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you said, they're all in First Amendment. Why I point out to Amaru and he's looking at me like, well, look how they treated them and that's wrong. I said the whole thing was wrong. What they were doing was criminal. It ain't no way if we'd have did that. That's criminal. Why would we do that? If we do that, we better be storming and we better be doing it for keeps. Yeah, Uh, I understand the difference between the two. You know, none of the protests that were done were done in a criminal fashion. They were done in a peaceful protest. And they were done in public areas where they were allowed to be. There was no exactly. pushing, there was no forcing in, there was no any of that. What what the Proud Boys did was 100% illegal. And they have, you know, our country has full rights to, to prosecute. Now, the problem is that they're not going to. You know, that's the problem. You know, um, the problem is that... Uh, the last time Tommy got pulled over, he was doing three miles over the speed limit. Three. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, while while we have Proud Boys running loose, storming capitals and stuff, we have uh, people driving three miles over the limit 
And within that, they have the right to get pulled over. They have the right for this and they have the right for that. But these two Americas are not equaling the same, you know. And, and, and so we have to really get to the point where we can see clearly this is not equal, you know. And I believe that we have a responsibility not to fight for equal, but to demand that we have the things that we need. I don't care what they have over there. So I'm not necessarily there you go. for equal. That's all I'm saying. I'm now we're saying, there you go. That's the point. Okay. We're not fighting for equal rights. We don't care what you do. We're fighting mm-hmm. for better rights for us. I don't care yeah. how you write at this point. You shouldn't, we, we'll yeah. tell them, white man, hey, you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. Don't treat anybody like that. But damn it, we're talking yeah. about me now. Exactly. now. Now, so I don't care about no equal rights. I don't even like how you treat yeah. women. I don't like how you treat Asian people. I don't, I don't, I don't want equal you. rights. You're going to exactly. treat me good. Exactly. And that's the bottom that's, line. That's where I am. And that's, that's what black America should be saying. Exactly. There, that's where we there are. There you go. I agree that's with you wholeheartedly on that. I don't care how you treat them over there. We're talking about our treatment. And that's what happens exactly. to our movement. You get all of these other people that co opted. And they go to, you yeah. know, and then you got this going on and that going on. And yeah. by the way, yeah. we got rights too. Yeah. And all of this yeah. other fiddle paddle. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's yeah. cool. I'm not yeah. taking away from anybody's fight to their right to determination. But what we're saying right. is that, damn it, don't take away our right. Exactly. Don't take, and exactly. we're being treated less than human beings. We don't care about how and, nobody and, else is being. No, no, we're not saying, well, you didn't shoot him when you pulled him over. Mm-hmm. Stop shooting. I don't care if you did shoot him, nigga. Don't shoot. I mean, mm-hmm. person, don't shoot me. Exactly. I don't care if you exactly. got 20 people. Don't shoot I, me. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And then also, you know, I, I have to say this little plug for all my black nationalists. I am a black nationalist. I believe in yes, race yes. first. I believe in, in working towards people and, 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 and getting that. And once I get all the black rights that I need, then I'm going to go and work on everybody else's. But for right now, the black rights are, are very, very lacking, okay? So that makes me a black nationalist because in this incarnation, God made me black. And so I'm, I'm I'm quite sensitive about those things. I'm also a woman. I'm sensitive about them things too. So you'll see me working on it. And I always mm-hmm. want to stand up and fight for two things. The two things I cannot change can't change being I can't change being black. Can't change being a woman. Come on. Therefore, those are things That's I right. stand on. Period. Now your religions they come and go. Your orientation can come and go. You can make one choice one morning, wake up the next morning, and make another choice. It's up to you. You can identify however you want. But there's two things I stand on, and I stand firmly on them, okay? So you don't have a choice in being black. Act like it, okay? Get into your black studies. Educate yourself. If you don't do anything today, spend a minute and understand what does being black mean to you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What What does it mean to you? What does it? What do you gain from it? What are the challenges of it? I don't care. But spend some time really thinking about and writing down and and asking your children, what does being black mean to you? How exactly. do you see black? You, you can I throw something in there too? And 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 I love it because this is a great when we talk about like you're talking about that uh, two Americas. You know, and our people knew it, the Dr. Kings and before the Dr. Kings knew it. You know, my grandmother knew it. Yeah. But what they, what it did, I think it served 
it didn't it wasn't a disadvantage to them psychologically emotionally or spiritually it was economically and socially but spiritually mentally we were at our strongest and so they used that to propel us my grandmother would constantly remind me that the world was watching me and that the world had a preconceived notion of me as a black person she didn't say it that deep. She'd be like, don't go out there acting like a nigga. But <laughs> when we break you down, <laughs> intellectually, she was saying, you know what I'm saying? But, no, I, I knew exactly. But she would remind me. And she took one that she took on a, I'm, I'm a black, I'm not going to say she's black nationalist. I'm a son's black nationalist. But she is. Hey, no, you know what? I would say more of a moderate black nationalist because she recognized she's black American, but she takes honor in being one of those first blacks. You know, I'm a black nationalist separatist. She's more of a black nationalist. You're going to recognize, and yeah, I'm here, uh, and I'm going to do it better in your system than you do it because you said I couldn't do it, and I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. took those things that people said they couldn't, and that was fuel for motivation. I forget, and pardon me. What's the little sister that walked through the jeering crowd of white protesters to walk into that school building to further her education? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm I saying? And I hear the people, I, oh, I wouldn't have did that. I wouldn't have did. Yeah, when you when you love books and your books are inferior, your schooling yeah. is inferior. You're getting not yeah, second, third hand. You're getting stuff so outdated and printed that it's yeah. talking about, Chris, uh, you know, you don't even mention Christopher Columbus. Right, right. You know, so absolutely. Right. Yeah. So the further, so it wasn't, and that's why I said that I think that a lot of times the more liberal white America changed the story, it wasn't, we wanted to, in my opinion, and maybe that's that black nationalism in me. But when I read the story, you know, the spirit, you know, it it jumps at me. It wasn't so much we wanted to rub elbows with you. It's like I deserve an opportunity. I built this country. Unfortunately, unfortunately for my race, you guys have the finest institutions of learning to succeed in a system that you've already trained me in. It was no point in me going back, brother, well, we should have learned Bantu then. Why? We were in America. Mm-hmm. We'd have still, we'd have been further ostracized, further yeah. outcast back in the day, yeah. trying to speak a language yeah. we didn't even know, and, let alone and, and the oppressor accepted. So we, we, were, that we were saying. We didn't huh? know that language at that. We didn't know that language right. at you that You see what I'm saying? See, so so we say were saying this. We, we were saying we're here. You brought us here. You enslaved us. You're mistreating us. You're killing us. We're we're cutting our brothers out of trees. You're coming into our homes anytime of night, sleeping with our women, kidnapping our children. No. You won't allow us to read even though you said you're free. We can't vote. So, therefore, we can't have a say. You know, yet and still we're sharecropping, so you're, ta- you're charging us. We we participate in this system. I got yes or sheriffs. <laughs> yes, step off the sidewalk. Use it. So we're like, no, 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 no. And as we advanced and as we demanded to be treated, like you said earlier, our love, demanded our human rights. Not our, you said that was that white liberal stuff, our equal rights, civil rights. No, no, no. as we demanded our human rights, I am a man. It only naturally, we pursued the finer things that would help men evolve, like higher learn, you know, better learning in, uh, in, in better institutions. So we crave the Yales and the Harvards and the things that they, we wanted to go farther, you know, Dear chairman. and that's all it was. I, that's what I think it was. 
and 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 a lot of times what they did, and I'm just rapping right in my mouth, and my stitches. No, are no, you can, why a lot you of sign up, sign out for us because this is a not this is an hour long program, um, and so we're coming into the wrap up. Oh. Go ahead and sign off for us and let us know about the upcoming program. Okay, upcoming program. Our upcoming program will be tomorrow. And you know yeah. what? I think that I'm going to continue this this, this discussion because it's a great discussion. Awesome. I may even try to push two hours. It's awesome. I think that this is a awesome. thank you so much for having me because it had to be touched on, you yes, know, especially from a Absolutely. black nationalist perspective. Either during yeah. this day we either have, you know, the Pan-Africanists or the Stunts Integration. But we're wrapping up. Listen, listen, the next show, thank everybody listening for uh, to uh, Big Mama. Uh, no, The Tale of Two no. Americas. Dr. King, that's right, Dr. King. Dr. King, and if you Dr. Want to King. Share, if you want to share more, tune in tomorrow, 8 o'clock, this station. We we got to speak about this some more. We got to understand mm-hmm. how our civil rights got us here, and then where do we go from here? So less than the time, definitely need two hours tomorrow, Chairman. Definitely need two hours. Let's give it. I'm, I'm going to give it to her. I think this was a great conversation. You did an hour to, just when I start warming up, you must have had me timed or something. <laughs> like, hey, that black, 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 black power. Black power. 